the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, invested in more. Thanks for listening to the show. I'm Roberto Negro. Money, investing in more, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Current market conditions, no doubt. We can talk about the sins that people make when it comes to investing. It's great to be good. It's wonderful to be nice, but every now and then we get naughty and we make mistakes. And I think that's one of the bigger things that we need to start figuring out and stop doing. Growing older usually means getting more disciplined financially. Some millennials say they aren't quite there yet. And this isn't just for millennials. I try to do this show for Generation X, a little bit of baby boomers. But I do try to focus on the mistakes that we've made so we can all learn from it and maybe pass some of these ideas on to each other. Nearly one in three millennials say they have spent money budgeted for other things on themselves. Uh-oh. Thou shall not spend thy investment piggy bank, right? They're more than twice as likely to do so than Generation Xers, and they're almost eight times more likely than baby boomers. <clears throat> so there's something called an emergency fund. You're supposed to have somewhere between two to six months of cash in hand that you're going to use in case of an emergency. For instance, and this is, you know, I'm taking this millennial data and I'm extrapolating it onto something else. I'm kind of franken-weening it together, which for the record was a pretty disturbing movie if you're a kid. <laughs> dog gets hit by a car. Little kid gets upset. He decides to put the dog back together with various parts and such. And uh, it's not a kid's movie, in my opinion. Not a kid's movie. So your emergency money. I just got back from a trip, and I don't know. I don't know if I was just punch drunk from flights. I don't know what it was, but uh, I turned on my TV, and I was like, you look beautiful, TV. Like, the resolution looked good. I, mean, I didn't watch TV. I was in a foreign land, and I didn't watch TV. And long story short, my TV looked really crisp. It looked really clear. I was like, whoa, 
It's pretty nice. Now, every now and then come Super Bowl time, and I see these ads for 55-inch TV, 60-inch TV, 65-inch TV. I'm like, I don't even need that. You know, in hindsight, I have a little bit of a buyer's regret that I got a 50-inch TV last time around, and I maybe a 52, and like it could fit a 55, 57. I would have to take out a wall. I would have to like open up a window to fit anything bigger. But I do every now and then go, I wish I had, I wish I had. And on a vacation on occasion, um, you know, there's a spa that I just saw that a, a 80 minute back rub cost $250 or $280. It was more than $3 a minute. I'm like, whoa, that ain't cheap. Um, don't fall asleep during that massage if you know what I'm saying. Um, so nearly one in three millennials say they've spent money budgeted for other things on themselves. And it's basically a sin in my opinion. So in the end, you can't steal from Peter to pay Paul. And I'm not going to get into a religious argument or make you feel guilty about it. But on occasion during Super Bowl season, when I see these big TVs and I hear about my friends, I've got a friend who has a hundred inch TV in his garage and he calls it the Taj or the Taj Mahal or the garage Mahal or something along those lines. And in hindsight, I'm like, okay, so when you're 70 and you're living in a trailer, good luck moving that 100-inch TV into the trailer. Millennials have admitted to other big sins, not only just taking money from their emergency funds and spending on things like TVs or vacations. One-third said they were prone to excessive or frivolous spending. And almost a quarter said they have hidden purchases from a spouse or a partner, a higher rate than the Generation Xers or Boomers. Let's stick with the first one for a second. One-third said they were prone to excessive or frivolous spending. Have you ever been, can you hear this late-night TV commercial now? Have you ever been prone to excessive or frivolous spending? Do you need help? Yes. 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 I just got a MacBook Pro, and instead of getting just a good MacBook Pro, I got a great MacBook Pro. You have to turn it on like a lawnmower. It's got a pull cord on it. It's awesome. It runs on diesel. It's amazing. When people see it at the gym, they're like, can I, can I, can I touch it? And I'm like, no. Uh, but long story short, have you ever done an expensive or frivolous spending? I certainly have. When you get a truck and you go, I'd kind of like the leather seats. Don't leather seats in truck kind of like kind of conflict with one another? Isn't a truck used for like hauling around dirt and mud and building supplies and climbing over mountains and doing manly things? Getting old stinks. I was on vacation. I had my shirt off and someone someone laughed at my body. I was body shamed. But... I digress. Have you have you ever done anything that was excessive or frivolous? And of course you have. And that's considered a sin in the world of finances. Now, a quarter of people, have you ever hidden purchases from a spouse or a partner? And millennials do it more so than Generation Xers or baby boomers. Now, obviously you can get into the dark, dark, dark side and go, yes, honey, um, I went to Vegas, I went to Reno, and I spent money gambling. I, I took money out of our bank account. Sure, there's that, but there's also the, the situations where you know are, are, that are much lighter or much easier, where you just want it, you know, something new, a new pair of shoes, a new jacket, um, you know, a, a nice dress, and you you end up buying like six of them, and you know you're going to return five, but then you return four, 
So not only does that hit the frivolous, but it also maybe hits something that you're hiding from the other person. There's silly rules out there, and one of the rules is called the 50-20-30, which puts 50% of your income towards essentials like housing, groceries, and debt. 20% towards savings, which is fantastic if you can do it. And 30% towards discretionary purchases and other wants. The problem with this is it runs into the reality world of 50% into housing, groceries, and debt payments. It doesn't take a rocket scientist genius uh, mobile application developer, um, enlightened soul to know that 50% of your income in some parts of the United States is, isn't real to put into housing. Just housing before you even get in groceries and debt. Because don't forget when you make a dollar, you know, the federal government goes, we want 25% of that. And then the state government says, we want 10% of that. Social security is like, we want 5% of that. Um, disability, we, we want to know our percent of that. And then you'd like, you're like, what do I have left? What do I have left? Um, and it's not much. And then there's a sales tax on top of it of anything you spend. So 50% of your income towards essentials like housing, groceries, and debt payments. And in the Bay Area, across the United States, there's a plague going on right now. And it is a plague. Um, I was recently reviewing my notes for the last year. Toronto housing prices hitting a problem. Vancouver housing prices hitting a problem. London housing prices hitting a problem. Australia prices, uh, housing problems hitting a, uh, housing prices hitting a problem. It's, it's, it's going to be a plague. It is going to be a problem and we're buying at highs right now. It's something we need to be very cautious on because in all of these articles it says the real estate's growing at 5% in some of these markets, sometimes faster, but incomes are growing at 2% or less in these markets. And in the end, those are the two correlated factors. Yes, you can get some savvy investors. Yes, you can get situations like that. But investors eventually want to turn it into flipping into rents. That ain't going to work either. Hey, everyone, guess who's back? Back again. <laughs> Rob Black is back. Shady's back. Tell a friend. So, yes, yes, yes. Um, find out more about me at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. I always have seminars coming up. You can always use the code RADIO25 to get in. I've created a monster because nobody wants to see Rob Black no more. I'm back. Shady's back. I'm Rob Black. Black now. 800 516 1220. That's 800 516 1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. I know you have a choice out there. I try to give you something that you can work with, something you can learn from each and every day. Hopefully, some of that comes to fruition. Typically, Monday through Thursdays, I try to give you the business economy news, the stock market news, um, very little headline news. That's not my thing. I think there's other people out there who can do that much better than I can. Um, I do the show from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. here on KDOW AM 1220, Monday through Fridays. But also, I do the Monday and Thursday show, um, which I refer to as Stock Talk where it is just going to be about stock sectors, it's going to be about stock markets and such. 
Um, so you can hear that Mondays and Thursdays. CFP Chad Burton compliments me by going more high end with focusing on wealth on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, how to create it, how to preserve it. And then on Fridays at 6 a.m. we do a best of. So you get three hours of Robin Chad Monday through Friday, but two hours of me Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Tell a friend. Um, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing and more. Uh, any questions, any thoughts, do email me out. Um, I would love to hear from you. Um, and I will do everything I can to give you good insights. Um, don't ask me stock questions by email. Do you know how much work I do when I look at a stock? I probably spend about 15 minutes taking a look at one stock. So you can call the show and I'll do the best I can to give you a really good snapshot second opinion. Um, but if you email me, I'd rather give that opinion to all the listeners and all the podcast listeners versus just, you know, one single person. So, um, just throwing it out there. Recently in the news, there was a big story about Disney and Netflix and how they're kind of, I'm going to say at a head now where Disney recently announced that they're going to be going after video on demand themselves. They're going to be competing with Netflix. So they're going to, they're going to pull their Disney films uh, in a few years from now from Netflix. Now, at first blush, you go, that's bad news for dun, 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 Netflix. And it's really not because Netflix is spending $6 billion a year on films and television shows. And they really need to get away from other people's content so that they can be their own little beast, so to speak. Um, and this is a nice push for them in going that direction. Disney announced that it would break its exclusive movie streaming deal with Netflix in 2019 and launch its own streaming service. On their earning call when they announced this, CEO Bob Iger clarified that exactly how much Disney content will go there. It's still being discussed. Disney and Pixar-branded movies definitely are going to be their own little entity. They're going to be their own little hub. It's the content creator saying, we don't need the middleman anymore. We know that we have Ariel. We know that we've got that Ice Princess chick. We know we got it covered. Now, the question is, how about the Star Wars films and the Marvel movies? So the general strategic shift from Disney is clear. They think the future of entertainment is going to be defined by direct relationships. And there's a lot of direct relationships. I remember growing up um, and watching Disney films. And they, they were different films. They were like Escape from Witch Mountain, Digby, the world's biggest dog. Like, And you're like, that's not a very good movie in hindsight. Like, You don't see Disney going out of their way to rehash those golden memories. They go out of their way to rehash the uh, memories of Cinderella. And do you remember when you were a child? And again, I'm 40-something, so work with that. Um, there was This was the day and age where we kind of came up with VHS. Believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, there was a point in time where your TV was just on or off. And then you came up with a VCR, a video cassette recorder, or a Betamax, and a laser disc, and things like that. But what was fantastic was Disney knew how to freak out kids. They'd come out with commercials and we'd go, Hey, kids, guess what? Cinderella is now coming out of the vault after 50 years of living in the vault. We've digitally remastered her, and she's coming out on shiny new VHS. <coughs> Makes me want to cough. Makes me want to cough twice. Um, so the fact that Disney would do that to kids for a limited time only, for the next 90 days, you can get Cinderella. In her original form is she was only seen once before. You're like, wasn't she like a 20-year-old princess who goes to a party and happens to have a foot the right size the next day to fit into a glass slipper where... What's the function of a glass slipper, really? I get ruby slippers. Dorothy, take me home, I get it. But glass slippers, really? Seriously? 
and there is not one other woman in the kingdom with a size seven and a half? I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Um, and had I not had a seven and a half, and there was rumor that it was a seven and a half, I would have cut off toes. Right? So you with me on that one? To get a prince? I mean, what better message in the world that a woman needs a man? Right? Are you with me or not with me? Um, so anyway, so Disney would do these freakish commercials like, kids, kids, tell mom, tell dad, we've just reintroduced Cinderella and she's never coming out of the vault again for Laserdisc. And you're like, uh, what? She was just out on VHS and then she's on Laserdisc and then she's on Blu-ray and then she's on DVD and then she's on DVD Blu-ray and then she's on, she's constantly working. And that's what Disney has. Disney has a franchise and it's unbelievable. They own the most compelling intellectual property in the world. They've got Marvel superheroes. They got the Spider-Man, Spider-Man One, Spider-Man Two, Spider-Man Three. They got the new Spider-Man. They've got Star Wars, Star Wars One, Two, Three, Four, Five, Six, Seven, Eight. They got the Chewbacca movie. I know you're saying the Chewbacca movie. There's not a Chewbacca movie, but don't you think at some point in time there's gonna be a Chewbacca movie because Rob Black wants to see a Chewbacca movie? Han Solo movie, I'm kind of intrigued with. Sure. <laughs> the prequel to Getting the the Rebel Plans, lovely. Rogue One, loved it. But I want a Chewbacca movie. So Chewbacca's, Chewbacca's planet got overtaken by the Imperials or something like that. And I want to see a war of Chewbacca's. I want to see more than one Chewbacca on film. I want to see a hundred Chewbacca's with lightsaber bows fighting back, picking up stormtroopers and bashing them against walls. So Disney owns me. You have me where you want me, Disney. Please don't hurt me. Please don't hurt me. They've got the most compelling intellectual property out there from Marvel to Star Wars. And like, I want my kids to see this and my kids are going to want their kids to see this and my kids' kids are going to raise goats and those kids are going to want to see Star Wars. So in the short term, it sounds like it's bad news for Netflix pulling content and saying that let's go cut out the middleman. But in the long term, it's going to be good for Dis- uh, Netflix because they need to wean themselves away from that, that let's pay a premium for Disney content. Now, it could be a win-win situation for these two guys, but like in AMC's Breaking Bad, when Breaking Bad and the zombie show, I don't even want to call it The Walking Dead. I just want to call it The Zombie Show. You know what I'm talking about. It's The Walking Dead. It's The Zombie Show, and it's the Rick, I'll kill you show. So here's the main issue. AMC can't negotiate like Disney can negotiate, because Disney's got that Cinderella locked up in a closet. I think we should look in some labor laws in California. So, um, because they haven't paid her in 50 plus years. So you're passionate about a movie. You've probably already seen it in theater. So Netflix doesn't have to worry about losing Disney because people have already seen it. They need to come up with their own compelling argument and their own compelling product that people will come to. Paying a lot of money for amazing major studio movies doesn't really make a lot of sense. It doesn't really move the needle for Netflix. The rare exception is that is Disney in the sense that a lot of parents want their kids to watch um, all the Star Wars films, all the Spider-Man films, all the Iron Man films, all the um, Dory films, back to back to back to back. It becomes a TV babysitter. So Netflix is going to have to do this. And Netflix is going to spend $6 billion a year on original content. Disney isn't because they're just going to un- unleash that, that woman, Cinderella lady, um, and her new remake, Tinderella. Do not expect to see Tinderella on Disney. No, 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 no. Not going to happen. I'm Rob Black.
the conversation. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Amazon is always in the news. And I'm not surprised anymore by anything that I hear from Amazon. Reportedly, they want to get into the ticketing business. Now, you look at Ticketmaster and Live Event and those companies, and you're like, screw them. I'm going to go buy tickets for... Hmm, help me here. Let's just say Bruce Springsteen. No, let's not say Bruce Springsteen. I hate Bruce Springsteen. I know he can write a pop song like no one else could write a pop song. He can write melodies like no one else could write melodies. And he wrote very hard, masculine lyrics, um, which Patti Smythe used well to her favor um, as a woman singing a man's hard lyrics. But that's neither here nor there. Um, you can tell I recently watched that documentary on HBO about Bobby Iovine. Um, Jimmy Iovine. So anyway, neither here nor there. Let's um, focus, 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 focus. So... Amazon says they're getting considering. In England, they're selling tickets because England doesn't have. England could kiss my butt. Who was that that once said that? Um, you shake my nerves and you rattle my soul. Um, anyway, I'm totally digressing at this point in time. Jerry Lewis, Jerry Lee Lewis. Uh, when he got to England, they didn't really like the fact that he had a 14 year old wife. England could kiss my butt. But Ticketmaster and Live Nation, they are the exclusive seller of primary tickets for a lot of top venues in the United States. And Amazon wants to get into this business because they're already doing it in England. A lot of times they outsell companies uh, selling tickets in the West End shows. England is kind of deregulated as far as tickets go, and a lot of people can do it. Ticketmaster generated $1.6 billion in revenues from initial sales last year with uh, doing this. The problem is Amazon wants the information on the people. Amazon is an artificial intelligence data powerhouse. And companies like Ticketmaster and the events, they don't want to give that up. But here's what Amazon can do well. What's a big show that I want to go see? Okay, I want to go see um, Haim. And if I were to get the tickets for Haim through Ticketmaster, they could also say, through Amazon, they could say, do you also want to buy their album? Do you also want to buy merchandise where you can get the bass player making a funny face with a T-shirt? Um, do you also want to buy the Hyam um, beauty masks? Because, I don't know, maybe they make beauty masks before they go to bed or something like that. So Amazon could sell a lot of more additional products that live, uh, live events and Ticketmaster can't do. So you look at that story and you're like, wow, Amazon's pretty powerful. But you look at some of the other initiatives that they've had. Some, they're, not, they're not number one in anything. And then suddenly they are. And that's one of the reasons I want you to pay attention to Amazon, because they'll get into a vertical and change it overnight. Why did they get in groceries? Will they do that overnight, or will they put their drones in the parking lots and on the roofs of Whole Foods? We don't really know. But what we do know is that Amazon is, you feel like prime citizens at this point in time. Uh, The number of people who use Amazon is growing and growing and growing. Um, and people really like that two-day feel to it. 
And at one point in time, I remember, you know, 20 years ago, you got on Amazon and you bought a book. Now you're watching television shows, you're watching movies, you're listening to music, you're talking to Alexa. A couple of years ago, you didn't even know what an Alexa was, and now it's a thing. So Amazon's one company I don't think you should overlook, and I think they're going to become, if they're not already, the biggest threat to anyone out there, because they also own the Washington Post, which is a news organization. Um, will they push their own agenda through the Washington Post? I tend not to go into conspiracy theories. I'm not that guy. I do think that there is some conspiracies that we should look into. I think there's some things that we should look into. Um, for instance, um, I do believe in Sasquatch. I once saw him on a beach in New Jersey. Um, very, very hairy man walking up and down the beach. And oddly enough, he had a can of Bud Light in his hand. And then every now and then it would switch to a Coors Light. And I'm like, Sasquatch Bigfoot drinks beer? I did not know that. So should we be afraid of Amazon? Does Jeff Bezos not look like a Jeff, uh, a James Bond villain? Seriously. Seriously. He owns a big company. You don't know much about him. He's bald. He wears outfits that looks like they're imported from India. But isn't he living in Seattle? Yes. So he likes the very comfortable evil outfit. Now there's five frightful companies out there. And I want to own every one of them. Because it's like playing Monopoly with these guys. They, they seem to get four turns to my one. I want to own Apple, Google, Microsoft, Amazon, and Facebook. But the biggest villain of all in me, me, me opinion, in me opinion, I'm coming up with me own grammar because me likes coming up with me terms. I like the way you say that. So Amazon's reach goes deeper and deeper and deeper than anyone else. Apple on its own part says, you know, we don't really need to do this search thing that Google and Amazon's doing. So Apple's kind of the good guy here. Amazon's the company we should fear the most. Their $13.7 billion acquisition of Whole Foods is a great example of why are they breaking in their groceries? Not only am I going to watch a movie with them, not only did my shoes, my socks, my underwear, and my jeans come from their stores or their drivers, but now the food that I'm eating while I'm watching movies and TVs Oh, and the TV was delivered by them because they said we can go after Best Buy and bring a TV to you. And by the way, we could also do a geek services just like them and install it for you. So Amazon owns cloud uh, computing. Uh, a lot of apps, a lot of websites you use every day rely on Amazon. And Amazon Outage takes down a lot of stuff you use on the computer. They have logistics. they got Amazon Air. Amazon plans to use drones at some point in time to deliver goods. It's experimenting with autonomous trucking. Um, as is Elon Musk and the boys at Tesla, they've said to the DMV of California, can we set up a heavy-duty trucking line that drives itself basically from Reno, where we're going to make batteries, to Fremont, where we're going to make cars? And California is looking into it. So Amazon doesn't need UPS, FedEx, or Postal Service. They've got entertainment, TV, movies, music. They've got food. They've got Whole Foods. They've got health, according to CNBC. There was a report published not too long ago that Amazon's thinking about getting into the prescription drug business, a lot like Walmart or Target. Walmart and Target, which I don't go into because there's a couple things that I'm allergic to, and one of the things that I'm allergic to is poor people. And when I go into a Target or a Walmart, I just break out in hives. But I've heard that they have a prescription thing where it's like $4 a month for your generics. So if you're an old-timer who has Alzheimer's 
and you need some blood clotting medicine and you happen to remember Walmart or Target and they're kind of similar, so you're going to be okay walking the prescription filled and you get your prescription filled, it's like 4 or $5, and it's like way cheaper than going to, to a CVS or a Rite Aid. But the CVS and Rite Aid come up with their own alternative products as well. Are Amazon's getting into prescription drugs? Like, are we serious here? Not only now can I watch a movie in my shoes, my socks, because uh, I got my shoes from Nike, but I bought them through the Nike store at Amazon. My socks, which I buy in bulk because for some reason I lose a sock a day or a week. Um, my, my jeans, I like diesels. I know exactly what I want. I don't like going to diesel stores because it's filled with people body shame me and they're like, Ooh, Ooh, your, your waist is a little bit longer than your legs. Ooh. I know, right? You're freaking me out when you make me feel bad. So, um, but now I'm watching a movie on the TV that now I'm taking the prescription pill. I'm, I'm, I'm taking my Oxycontin while I'm watching a movie and I'm getting it filled at Amazon and, like, they own my life. There's a lot of stuff that affects you every day. And, again, this is why you buy Amazon. This is why you buy Microsoft. This is why you buy Apple. This is why you buy Google. Um, it's because they are the monopoly players that we talk about on a regular basis. Now, do you get a chance to buy them every day? No. I have a friend. He didn't buy them 10 years ago. He didn't buy Amazon 10 years ago, 9 years ago, 8 years ago, 7 years ago, 6 years ago, 5 years ago, 4 years ago, 3 years ago, uh, 2 years ago, 1 year ago. He bought them 2 months ago when they cracked 1,000. He's like, I think I like the stock now that it's a thousand dollars a share. I'm like you could have got it for three dollars. Which reminds me of the greatest line in movie history. Two dollars. I want my two dollars. Um so there's some serious, scary things when we're talking about these companies, and I'm not one of those people who cares. Um they have my email, they've got my credit card, they know that I like some weird stuff. <laughs> Amazon knows that I'm a weirdo, right? They're like, why do you buy something called Suavecito? And before you start getting crazy thoughts in your head, Suavecito is a gel for hair that smells really good. So it's two things in one. It's a cologne and a hair gel. Really? Really. So I'm able to save a little bit of money. And um, you know who got me into Suavecito? Donald Trump. It's a little early to be thinking about all the crazies and the verticals that they can get into and or out of. But I think it's fair to say that there's a lot of concentrated power in a conglomerate, and Amazon's in the position to fear them as a company. And I'm not saying that we are prime citizens, um, but I can tell you that a lot of people are very hooked to the Amazon Prime services and what they have to offer. Apple, Google, Microsoft, Amazon, and Facebook. Facebook, the amount of brain hacking they're doing on us and the, the fact that they know things about us that we don't even know about ourselves and the content they're putting in front of us, it should scare you if you're scared about those kind of things. I'm not. I invest in those kind of things. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me at Rob Black Show. There's a seminar coming into your neighborhood. And if you want to get in for free, use the code RADIO25. If you want to see what neighborhood we're coming to next, go to robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com.
Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Did you know the cost of retirement is going up every year? And I'm not talking about just inflation, unless we're talking about age inflation. I'm not talking about, did he say wage inflation? No. I'm talking about age inflation. We're living longer. I recently went to a doctor and he looked at my blood work and he goes, Mr. Black, if you don't change something, you're going to be dead in 10 years. I'm like, what? I may be making this up. This may be fictional. But I said, what can I do to fix it? He says, here, take this, take this, take that. My mother is on 15 pills a day. Now, you start thinking about someone who's 80-plus years old being able to... Have you ever seen an 80-year-old's hand? They shake. They've got very thin skin. It's not a pretty picture. It kind of looks like... Mm, I'm going to say like uh chicken, like a dead chicken hand. It's, 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 it's like a claw. You look like a succulent baby lamb. It looks like a succulent baby lamb's hand. That's correct. And um trying to f- keep track of 15 pills. My mom should have been dead long ago. That's a secret between you and me. But she's taking pills to thin her blood. She's taking pills to, you know... Uh, to just basically prolong her life. She's had surgery on her neck because of a a blockage which caused a, a stroke. Strokes used to be something that like took people down. Heart attacks used to be something that took people down. So now we're keeping people alive longer. So her nest egg was probably biologically meant to last 74 years. But she's 80 plus now. I fear what's going to happen to me, that they'll be able to keep this just shell of a person alive. And again, I I, I say that, I'm not going to say it in a funny way. I'm going to say it in an honest way. So if you're a human being, every year we're getting more age inflation. We're living longer. That's going to turn at some point in time. But we're eating better. We're eating healthier. We're now starting to have doctors look at my blood panel and go, Mr. Black, your liver is a problem. So you're either drinking too much or you're eating too much sugar. I'm like, too much sugar? And it's like sugar is just as bad as alcohol. Your liver doesn't understand it. It's poison. It's toxin. That's why you have all these fat little Oompa Loompa kids who have diabetes, which used to not be a problem until the 1950s when this, there was a sugar industry created in the United States because we started figuring out sugar was a problem. So let's create an industry. It's like there's tobacco. Oh, it creates a problem. So let's create an industry. Let's create lobbyists so that we could like subtly tell, you know, all, uh, politicians, Congress, like, Oh, I'm going to give you a million dollars to fund a study that's, you know, cigarettes are relaxing. That's my Texas, Texan impression. Oh, oh, well, there, Mr. Senator, here's a hundred thousand dollars of oil money so that you can go buy some marble lights. Uh, we even saw the marble man. Anyway, um, I'm totally digressing, but we're living longer. Because some of the sins in our society we kind of given into, like corn syrup. Corn syrup's the nastiest thing on the planet. Um, okay, it's not the nastiest thing on the planet. Wait, wait, is this studio named after Kara, the corn syrup company? 
You're listening to Rob Black and Company live from the Caro Syrup Studios. Um, I love I love corn syrup. Corn syrup is the best thing to start your day with. One teaspoon of corn syrup and one teaspoon. Oh, I saw that. I was, I was eating a uh, sushi the other day. And you're saying, you eat raw fish? No, I just, it's, it's part of the story. Just go with it. And um, so there's a coffee cup. I do eat flipper. I love flipper. So if you could put the whole dolphin in front of me with the head, it's even better. It's like eating sushi until you see the, the, the head of the fish. You're like, oh, good God. I don't need to see that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so I'm at this sushi place, and they have a coffee cup that says, uh, to be happy, um, you know, express yourself, to be happy. And one of them was drink, um, drink, drink more vinegar. I'm like, really? I didn't know that. Um, very well known fact. To drink more vinegar. And vinegar's nasty. So, but, um, did I just hear love boat? There we go. Exciting. So I'm on a boat. Exciting. On a sushi restaurant. We catch Flipper. Flipper jumps on board. And we have sushi with a poipice. Okay, so if you're not investing your money, because we're going to live longer because we're drinking apple cider vinegar, and someone in sushi restaurants told us that's a good thing to do. If you're not investing your money because you're no stock-picking genius, and if you don't earn a six-figure paycheck, guess what? Neither of those things matter, and you're going to die poor. So if you're human, you're a good candidate to be investing your money, and you should be putting 10, 15, 20% of your income into some sort of retirement savings, some sort of nest egg, because you're going to live maybe to 80, 85, and you're not going to have a job after 60, and at age 80, 85, you're going to be like my mom taking 15 pills a day where your hand shakes so violently, the pills drop on the ground, and therefore she gets put in a nursing home, because when your hand shakes so violently, the pills drop on the ground and you can't find them. You end up falling out of your bed, sitting in your own feces for a few days, and mentally uh, occluded, and, and you're not able to function. So we're living longer, putting money in your bank's traditional savings account, maybe your go-to savings strategy. It's the, one of the worst ones ever. If you take a look at the history of the stock market in the last 80 years, the market goes up 7 out of 10 years. It does it in World War One. It does it in World War Two. I saw Hacksaw Ridge the other day. I'm like, stock market goes up in these times? Yep. In Korean conflicts, in Iraq conflicts, in Vietnam conflicts. If you've built up an emergency fund with three to six months worth of expenses, you can now store some of your money in the S&P 500, the Wilshire 5000, in a uh, MCSI global index. You can do a lot of great ideas with your money, but you're going to live longer. You can even use a target retirement fund. Um, but you're going to live longer. So there's going to be age inflation. you got to make your money last longer. You have to have more money. I know I'm not about money and capitalism. I'm just about quality of life. I'm Rob Black. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.